What's going on, faithful? It's your boys, Mike and Tony. We are back. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Click, click, boom. What's going on, faithful? Click, 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 all that shit, jam. Click, click, boom. What's going on, faithful? It's your boys, Mike and Tony. We are here to have some fun, man. It's March Madness, not quite at midnight on the East Coast here, about an hour early, uh, but we want to bring you guys some fun. Uh, Tony, man, how you doing over there, big bro? I'm doing good. It sounds like you got a double feed. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, a couple of issues going on with the, with the hammer today, but, you know, it's all good, man. Uh, Tony, yeah. listen, while we wait for the uh, people to get in here and start with the chat and all that stuff, uh, we're live right now. I, it doesn't say that anyone's in there leaving comments, so we're just going to talk for a little bit. Shout out to all of you who are in here. Hold up those comments, guys. It's March Madness. You guys know what to do. Send those questions in here. Anything you want to ask, and we'll answer it to the best of our abilities. Uh, Tony, with some more time to think on Mike McGlinchey's comments, man, what are your biggest takeaways uh, from what he said in that article on ESPN? He saw the handwriting on the wall, and I think the team has an idea who's going to be the right tackle. For them to release a statement saying that they were contemplating on trading him, that says a lot. You don't trade somebody unless you, you, you don't – you're not trading somebody if you don't know who's going to replace him. Um, the Colt McKibbitt's contract, you know – you could argue, what kind of a contract is that? Is that a swing tackle contract? Or they're low-balling them to come in and compete and potentially take a tackle spot? Or is there another move up their sleeve? Uh, we don't know. But something's definitely going on, and they're sniffing around certain position groups, and it's just throwing flags up in the air. And We will see. This draft will tell us a lot. And I will tell you this. If they hit this draft... They, well, I think this is a draft that they need to hit. Like, if they can hit this draft, I think they're going to be good. Like, like, legit good for a while because they have 11 picks. Even if they use only eight of them, you're stockpiling your roster with talent. So that's what you need. You have a lot of high-end deals that are being paid this year and next year. You need to replenish from the low end, and this is the way to do it. My man DJ Malone didn't have time to get his food questions together yet. TL, what's going on, big dog? I see you too. No, it's not midnight, but my man Tony is on his way home. I wanted to get him on here. I have a lot more fun when I got company on these shows, so I wanted to get Tony on here, guys. Uh, and it's, Listen, uh, that's why I stopped calling the March Madness at midnight. I just went to March Madness. Uh, so that, that's why. We're doing them midday. We're doing them uh, uh, anytime randomly throughout the day. So uh, you guys got to make sure the notifications are turned on. Lo load up those questions and, and send them in, all right? Uh, now, listen. Tony, I got another question for you, bro. Um, you were talking about uh, the, the Colton McKivitz thing. Don't you think that if he was the guy, they would have signed him earlier? You see how late they signed him? Don't you think that if he was the guy, they would have signed him a little bit earlier than that? I necessarily – I don't know because I don't think there's, there was or there, there would have been a market. I mean, they signed him right before the free agency tampering period started. So, like, listen, they're working on their board for their free agents and who they're going to allocate money to. They're going to, you know, come up with their strategy and stuff like that and rank the positional groups that are needed. And then you saw them start signing people. The safety, um, Gibson, then McKibbins, then Demetrius Flanagan and Foles. And all those moves that those, they did, especially with McKibbins and Foles, they didn't tender them. So by not right. tendering them, gave them a, a wiggle room to lower that money and gave them, like, you know, flexibility with yeah. their cap. So, you know, there's obviously a strategy going on with this team. 
and it's working because if it wasn't working, they wouldn't be signing these deals. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Man. I agree with you. Um, we got a couple of questions rolling in here. The first one is from Gyro95. Uh, I hope I said that right. It says, uh, what's the player y'all are looking the most forward to this upcoming season, Tony? Uh, I'll, I'll let you go first, and then I'll answer afterwards. Um, well, I mean, I, obviously right now with the surgery due to, to Brock, I think all eyes have to be on Trey. Um, you know, because Brock ain't going to be ready, I don't think, for week one. And, you know, they invested what they invested with him. They want – this is their chance to see what he's made of and see what he has. So this is his make-or-break year, in my opinion. He's either going to sink or he's going to swim. So it's all on Trey, and all eyes will be on Trey. Second, My second opinion would be Drake Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, very, very good answer. I want to know franchise quarterback in the building. That's really what I want to know. Uh, but if I if I have to change it up and, and go with somebody else, uh, I'm going to say uh, whoever our right tackle is going to be. If, if, if I have to change it up, I don't know who it's going to be yet. It's not a definitive answer, but I am very interested in watching whoever has to replace Mike McGlinchey. Not quite the biggest shoes to fill, according to most people, uh, but important shoes nonetheless. So I'm, I'm going to go with the right tackle if, uh, because Tony took uh, Trey Lance. Uh, 49ers throwback says, how's it going, Mike and Tony? Uh, we're, I think we're both doing pretty good. Tony's a little tired, I guess, from working, right? I'm good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, uh, William Sperling says here, Big Mike, how about my San Diego Aztecs? Do you see them winning at all? Listen, man, once you're in the final four, it's anyone's game, man. The one, two, and three seeds are all eliminated. Uh, absolutely, you know, and and – a lot of people forget the history, man. Uh, the Aztecs were, were making moves uh, down the stretch during the COVID year. Uh, they kind of got de de derailed there uh, because of the COVID season. So I think this season is a little bit of get back, and they're coming in here strong. Uh, there, there is no reason why they can't go all the way. So I like that. I like that a lot. Tony, do you follow the Final Four or the, the March Madness tournaments? Not really. I haven't really. All right. I don't all right. Know who's in it? Who's left? Are they, are they down to the Final Four? Yeah. Who's in the Final so, Four? Right now you got the Aztecs against um, – oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have Aztecs against FAU. All right, the Owls. And then you have uh, Miami against the Tex against Texas Longhorns. Wow. There's no, like, Kansas, no Duke, no – one, no two, no three seeds. But, yeah, it, it, it's that, man. It is that. So I, I think it's going to be a, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. UConn. UConn is the four seed. I'm, I apologize. Okay. Not not Texas. Uh, Miami beat Texas. I apologize. Miami beat Texas yesterday. Uh, so it's UConn. It's the Miami Hurricanes? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but yeah, if I, if I had to say one of those teams are going to pose the biggest threat, it's probably Miami. I, I would see uh, the Aztecs against Miami. And that they, those guys can score. They score the ball well, so you got to watch them. But uh, I don't see a reason why the Aztecs can't do it. DJ Malone is back. He says, what kind of lineman is more versatile, a guard that can play center or a swing tackle? Let's start there. I've got a couple questions here. So uh, which, which kind of lineman is more versatile, a guard that can play center or a swing tackle? That's tough. I personally would say a guard that can play tackle. 
rather than a guard that could play center? Well, I'll, I'll, we'll go with the guard. I would go with the guard center. But it's got to be it's got to be a, a guard that has played center, and it can't be a guard that they're projecting the center. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they have an extent to be of playing center. Yeah, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, man. Um, I was going to go with the guard also. That center position is not an easy one. Um, you know, when, when you're when you're a guard, you have the benefit of knowing which side you need to protect on. When you're a center, you sometimes got to shift left, sometimes you got to shift right, sometimes you got to stand pat, you got to read the defense. Uh, so that kind of versatility is very, very, um, it's very valuable in the NFL. You know, and when you're a swing tackle, you're not going from the left to the right side on on any given play. It's usually the plan for the game. You know. Uh, if they're calling your number, you're in there because somebody went down or you're filling in. So you know what your assignments are going to be for the whole day. Oh, God. What's the matter? Uh, fucking traffic. Oh, I'm okay. Uh, no, it's all right. DJ Malone also says in here, uh, can the NB Niners crew meet up in real life and make a crawfish boil? Let me tell you, man, I've never had crawfish. And every time I talk about doing it, everyone tells me, Mike, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the work. You got to eat 4,000 of them to, to even, you know, get your appetite going. Uh, and it's a lot of work is what everyone keeps telling me. So I don't know if I'm if, if I'm into it, man. Tony, have you ever had crawfish? I tried it once, and I will never eat them again. They're disgusting. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. There, there, Sorry. There's that. So, uh, no. The I'll go, though. Two. I would go. I would go. I would participate, but I would not eat. Well, maybe we'll do a different kind of seafood boil. It, it doesn't have to be a uh, crawfish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, can Tony pull off looking like Master Roshi or Jackie Chun? He didn't say Chin, he said Chun. Do you know who Master Roshi is? No clue. Isn't Master Roshi the guy from Dragon Ball Z? I don't even know what the hell that is. You don't know what Dragon What the hell? Tony's been a grown man for a long time, guys. Let me tell you. Uh, all right, so I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you who Master Roshi is. Okay. I'm going to do a screen share. I know you're driving, so, you know, be careful when you look. Wait, you said you know I'm driving? Yeah. I said, am, so, I, so be, am I driving? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what I just said oh, shit about, buddy. Uh, okay. All right. So, look, this, this is what we got here. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you who Master Roshi is. Let me, let me get this uh, frame off here. So, he's, he's, a, he's an anime character. All right. And he does like he uh, he's a skinny guy when he's not training. All right. But then when when it's go time, when it's time for war, he bulks up. He's all strong and diesel. What do you think, Tony? Can, have a great can you beard. for Master Motion? Huh? Sure. I guess if I have a great beard. Do you do you have like do you grow a beard? I, I've seen you during No Shave November. I got one now. Oh, there you go. Okay, all right. I see you. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's let's keep it moving yeah, here, man. Good. Fun questions, man. I like that. I like that. Uh, when's the nothing but Niners mock draft happening, guys? Yell at Tony about that shit, man. Yell at Tony. He's our GM. I want our first mock. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I saw your face. I'm putting you on the spot, man. I want I want our first mock draft to be with you there. So uh, I'm look. I I got all my offensive guys. I know who I want on offense in the draft. I'm going over defense. I'm getting that ready. The only position I'm not looking at is wide receiver because I don't like getting my hopes up. I don't like getting my hopes up for wide receiver. So 
I haven't I haven't even uh, looked at wide receivers in this draft. But uh, when when are we doing our mock draft, Tony? We'll do it soon. We'll do it soon. All right. All right. I got to do my taxes tomorrow, so I can't do it tomorrow. Tuesday, I'm working till six. Uh, I gotta see. Maybe maybe we'll do two. I gotta see. All right. Jay Ellie says here, uh, Burford Burford's feet need to improve if he's going to take the starting tackle position. Your thoughts? I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. Too. I think that was an issue that Mike McGlinchey had. He kind of got stone feet at times. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he didn't play uh, with separated feet, um, flat-footed a lot, getting caught that way. And you don't want to see repeat of that. Uh, that's not what we're moving on for, you know. Not Now, we do you consider Mike McGlinchey a loss, like a cap casualty type of thing, or do you think the team moved on? There's a big difference because uh, if it's a cap casualty and you just can't afford them, I think you should ex- expect to take a step back. If it's someone that they moved on from, then I think you're looking for improvement. How are you going into the season uh, with the right tackle? Uh, yeah, with the right tackles. Who do I think it's going to be right now? No, no, no. What are you expecting? You Are you expecting improvement from Mike McGlinchey or a step back from Mike McGlinchey? Um, shit. Ah, I think they're going to come in. I'll say a little bull on McGlinchey, but with the ability to – what the hell just happened? I say a little below McGlinchey, but I think it will improve because they need to get in sync on that right side because it's been – Uh-oh. I think, we're, I think we're losing Tony with the uh, – I think we're losing Tony with the uh, reception over there while he's driving. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he went. I'm going to keep it moving, though, while we wait for Tony to come back. All right. Uh, this next one here is, if y'all, the NB Niners crew, were the four horsemen of the apocalypse, who'd be which one? Now, the all I, there's criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Um, I'm going to say stonewalling. Oof, this is, this is tough. All right. All right. I'm going to say defensiveness is Wayne. Stonewalling is Nick. Criticism is Tony. And that will leave me as contempt. And I, I don't know if Tony's there to answer. So I'm going to keep it going here. Um, are there any pass catching tight ends still on your boards? Uh, I do have some. Actually, I can tell you the tight ends that I like because I finished my offensive looks. Um, I have a couple of tight ends that I like here, and they are as follows. Uh, Darnell Washington from Georgia. He's one that I like. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me some more time here. There, there, there were only a, a handful of them. Uh, Davis Allen from Clemson. I think there's one more I got in here somewhere. Uh, Brevin Spanford from Minnesota. It's going to be more of a project, though. And my last, last project, um, for sure, this guy was a wide receiver, tried to put on some weight and convert to tight end, uh, Trey Knox from Arkansas. Trey Knox from Arkansas. Pass-catching tight ends that the Niners 
could absolutely go after. All right. And Tony, who's the most local NHL team for you? Oh, there he is. You there, Tony? Nope, he's still not there. Uh, I can answer that one for him. Uh, Tony is a Jersey guy, and that is the Devils, guys. Tony is a Devils. Uh, that's the local team for him. Uh, William Sperling says here, Big Mike, do you see us moving Burford to right tackle and the new guy from the Giants to right guard? Uh, it's very, very possible. Um, you know, Tony's coming back in here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop him back in here when he comes in. Uh, there he is. There you go, buddy. I got you now. Uh, he says, do you see us moving Burford to right tackle and the new guy from the Giants to right guard? It's a possibility. Burford, I, listen, guys, the truth of the matter is we don't know for sure, right? But Burford could move to right tackle, and I think it'll be uh, a competition at the right guard between uh, Brunskill and, and Feliciano. Right, Tony? Do you agree with that? Hold on a sec, Mike. I can't right, get so the He's he's still getting set up over there. What is going on? He's still getting set up. They call Master Roshi a pervert. That's funny. Not Tony Ali. He's talking about Master Roshi. He's a pervert. He is. That dude is nasty. Um, Tony's still gone. I mean, look, we're we're wrapping this thing up. He's probably going to want to go a little bit longer uh, once he gets everything figured out over there. Uh, there is another question here from Demarcus <laughs> Elliott. Oh, there you go. Uh, if if Burford were to move the right tackle, who do you think uh, takes the right guard position? Do you think it's Brunskill? Do you think it's Feliciano? How do you see that playing out? Brunskill is a is a titan. Mm. He, that's right. He went to Tennessee, so. I got to be honest with you. I think that signing says a lot with Feliciano, right? It's one or two things. He's either going in to compete for the starting spot or he takes the Brunskill world of playing both guards and center. Um, so that's that that's that's that situation. That also gives him the with him gives him the flexibility to kick out uh Burford to the right tackle spot. So now they have full flexibility if the guy that they want they can't get in the draft, right? So the way I look at it is this. I say they let him compete it out, and, I mean, they're sniffing around all these guards, right? The Brandon Daniels. They signed Feliciano. The kid who I think is phenomenal, I watched him today. The kid, once he engages you, you the defensive lineman does not get off of him. They just had him for a 30, uh, an official 30 visit, the kid from uh, UCLA. And, you know, if you guys are heavy draft fans out there that are in the chat, and are watching this on YouTube, you guys need to sit down and watch the East-West Shrine game because there are a lot of talented players in there that are going to be around for when the 49ers are on the clock on day two and then day three. So go watch that out. Go watch that. Go get, get yourself educated on some of these guys. Look at it. Watch them. There's some really talented guys that are in that game that could be wearing the red and gold this year. Okay. And I'm not moving anytime soon. I can tell you that right now. Oh shit! All right, I all right. So there's another question here. I just saw. Uh, what'd you say? Damn, I think my man froze. I just again. saw four fire trucks and three ambulances. No, I'm here. Oh, oh, okay. So you're gonna be in traffic for a while. You let me know when you want to wrap up, and we'll wrap this thing up here. Uh, would you trade B A? It says B A space D M for Christian Watson and a third. 
what's I don't know what DM is, Marcus. Uh, Demarcus, what do you, what do you mean by DM? I don't, I don't I don't know what that means. DM. Would you trade the question? BA, would you trade BA Brandon Ayuk DM for Christian Watson and a third? I really wanted the Niners to get Christian Watson in the draft. Um, I, I I liked his size, his speed, and obviously the familiarity with Trey Lance coming from the same school, right? Um, but I like Brandon Ayuk. I don't think we need to go out there and do that. Uh, you have the size with Brandon Ayuk and that reach. Uh, Brandon Ayuk isn't quite that as tall, but his arm length, he plays like a 6'3 guy. You got the speed and, and Danny Gray. So I don't I don't know what you mean by DM there. Uh, so I'm going to say no, I wouldn't do that trade. I would not do that trade. Would you, Tony? No, I don't know who DM is, but no, I wouldn't. Bro, you have oh, to see said, what's going on right said, now. In this he said DM was just a typo. Oh, you have to see what's going on right now in this parkway. You have people getting off the parkway, going on the on-ramp to the parkway. They're, they're turning their cars around and going on the on-ramp to get off this parkway. It's insane. Show us. You told me we got to see it. Show us. You got your phone. I get, there's a, Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. <laughs> like, you see all those cars right there going up that ramp? Oh, I, see your, I see your forehead and people going by you on the other side. Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> You, you see the car right there? Look. You, you see that car right there? Yeah. They're going off that ramp. That's an on-ramp to get onto the parkway. Oh, so they're man. turning the car around and going on the entrance ramp to get onto the parkway. This is insane. Like something 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 major must have happened out there, man. This is insane. That's 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 crazy. Now while you were going Someone asked us if we were the four horsemen of the apocalypse, who would each one of us be? Oh, God. You picked it. Criti- There's criticism, contempt. God damn it, man. Uh, cri- so uh, there's criticism, contempt, stonewalling, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, criticism, contempt, stonewalling and defensiveness so what i said was defensiveness was wayne stonewalling was nick i said you would be criticism and that would leave me as contempt all right that's good look at this oh my god he said look at this yeah somebody come over here look at this goddamn cat Bro, this is insane. I've never seen anything like this. Here comes the state police coming down the ramp, driving right by all the... Bro, this has got to be a bad accident right now. There's cars coming from every angle. (laughs) This is like, of course, my luck. Oh, my God. Look, I'll give you a better... Look at this. Look. Look at the cars. Oh, shit. You see them going up the ramp? Yeah. Look, 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 look at this asshole. Look. look, look, yeah, look good look, job. Look, You're getting stuck, you idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Something's right. I only got to be up All at right. 5 a.m. No big deal. 
Demarcus Elliott has another question for us. He says, do you see us winning our first five games leading up to Philly? Who will have a better NFC and overall record between the two? All right, so Demarcus, the schedule's not out. I have no idea who our first five games are. The schedule won't be released until after. Yeah, I was going to say, did they announce the schedule? No, I, I'm not sure. I was like, what the hell did I miss? Yeah, no, there, there's been no schedule release yet, buddy. So I, I'm not sure um, what, what you mean here. I don't, I don't know. We, I can't, we can't answer that. Uh, as far as who will have the better record between the two teams, I'm, this is going to sound crazy. I'm going to say the Niners, right? The Eagles have two new coordinators. They lost a lot of talent. Uh, they're going to have to take some time to mesh. And I think the Niners are more of a, a resume, pick up where we left off type of team, uh, as opposed to uh, trying to feel things out. So uh, we got, we're going to have a couple of new faces on the offensive yeah, line and, and under center. But I think we're picking up where we left off, not, not so much learning anything new. All right. Um, sup, my guy. He says, what is your opinion on the skills that Trey Lance needs to improve most this offseason? Uh, it's got to be more accurate with his, with his ball placement. He's got, he can't be sailing throws over the guy's heads. Um, there's plays where he puts the ball about pinpoint accuracy, and then there's plays where you're like, where the hell is he throwing that ball? He's got to be more consistent with his ball placement. Um, and, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, we really don't know. We got a handful, like, of sample. Like, we don't know. And I don't know. We, we don't know a Trey, and that's why this is huge. He's got to take this opportunity to run because if he doesn't, I think they're going to give the reins to Brock Purdy. That's just my opinion. Is, uh, is, is health a skill? Probably uh, not, I right? Mean, I can see. I just think he needs to say. I, I can't tell you. Can't I tell honestly you. can't tell you what Trey Lance does well and what he does bad because I haven't seen it consistently enough to know which is which yet. You know what I'm saying? Like Tony just said, you'll see some throws that are pinpoint yeah. accurate, and you see some throws, and it makes you scratch your head, right? So it's impossible to say what he does and what he doesn't do, and so there, it, it, that means it's also impossible to say what he needs to improve on. You want him to continue to improve all the time, but if you're asking for one specific skill or set of skills that he needs to improve on, I just don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's got great pocket awareness. Um, I think he's got great pocket awareness. He needs to learn to slide so he can extend his career, um, stop lowering that damn shoulder and taking on um, defensive players. Um, <clears throat> I like the way he reads the field from outside in. I like that about him. Um, it maybe, maybe learn to take what's given earlier in the play instead of it being so late in such a last resort. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes the outside play just isn't there. Yeah. you got to learn to take the underneath stuff a little bit quicker. I would like to see him improve on that. But – those are general things. He might already do those things well. I just haven't seen enough of it, like like we said earlier. Uh, Tony, who would your draft crush? Straight for yeah. you, man. Oh, man. I'm going to say it's not set in stone, but the more and more I'm watching this guy, the more and more I'm liking him. I'm going to say Isaiah Maguire from Missouri, the defensive end. Okay. All right. The more and more I watch yeah. this kid, man, he's just, he's a solid 
football player. He's a, he's consistently in the backfield, making hits, uh, stops behind the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I'm just a little concerned on um, with the wide nine alignment if he has the speed to get off that snap. I mean, his first step is good, but then he just fizzles. He doesn't have that yeah. like that good ten yard split. But I, there's just something about him I like. You know, consistently making tackles in the backfield like that. It's not only about pass rush, but like I said earlier, I want a guy that could do both, that could put his hand in the dirt and go, and also could stop the run and make plays in the backfield. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good answer. Listen, this is why I love our our subscribers, man. Check this out. The Map Crow says, as of 11:31 p.m., there's a crash on the Garden State Parkway southbound north of exit 135 Central Ave in Clark Township. All lanes are blocked. Are yeah. you heading south? You are heading south, aren't you? I'm looking at the exit at 135 right now. There you go. And that and that's what you're sitting in. That's what you're sitting in, buddy. Thank you for the update. <laughs> at least I know I'm not that far back. No, I'm dead serious. At least I know I'm not that far back. I think they actually just moved it over to the side of the road. There you go. Well, think, we stopped seeing brake lights on your forehead, so that's a good sign. Yeah, oh, my God. Look at all these trucks down here. Holy shit. This says uh, Bosa or Kittle, who stays a niner the longest? This is an easy Bosa. answer for me. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. That's, that's absolutely an easy answer. Bosa, yeah, I Bosa, say. Sure. All right. Um Next question I'm looking. Okay, here we go. This is a long one here. Here's a conspiracy theory for you, Mike. What if Lance is healthier than what they're making it seem so they can keep everyone on their toes since there's little tape on them? Um, I don't think that the team benefits from uh, faking the injury or extending it because, you know, I, I think – I well, my conspiracy theory was that Trey Lance was healthy enough to play in the postseason. Uh, but because the team put him back on IR, there was no chance of him coming back. His timetable to return was the end of the regular season. Uh, but the, they didn't hesitate to put him on IR and sit him for the rest of the season. So there was just there was literally no chance of him coming back. I think Trey Lance is completely healthy, and I think he's ready to go uh, right now. I think if the season started today, he would be be able to play. I really, really do. So uh, there's there's nothing to keep guessing because there's not going to be any more tape if you tell people he's healthy. You know, so I, me, I like the, the basic tapes of him are out there that I mean, these defensive coordinators would know what he could do already. He started what one game, two games, three games. He started. He started. Well, oh you, if, if you count the Seahawks game, technically, yeah, he started it. But it was Holy what, a quarter? Shit. What's the matter? There's shit all over the road and they fucking left it like this. These guys are bad. I got a flat tire. You're getting a bill, state police. <laughs> God damn, that car got ripped in half. Oof. 49ers Josh says here, uh, I'm excited about the draft. Been doing mocks all day. Who do you think we take at the end of the third? I like the cornerback from Stanford, and there's a ton of defensive linemen in the draft worth taking. Yeah, man. Like, you know, there's there's – my biggest pet peeve with these mock simulators is I'm not – I mean, 
I like Club Football uh, Network, PFN one. It's the most easiest one to operate. You can move back and forth, see who you selected, look at the board, change the positions. You get trades offered to you. I like that one the best. But like, if you look at PFN and then you go to the NFL Draft Network, their rankings are totally different. And it's like, oh, yeah. I swear to intentionally to just screw with people. Well, that also helps because the draft boards never go the way that they go in the mocks. So it kind of helps people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's, it's weird. It's, it's kind of a catch-22 type of thing. Uh, amateur <laughs> draft scout says, with the trade of swapping comps for Zane, but with the trade of swapping comp picks for Zane, is an indication that the 49ers may still draft the kicker. I cannot see a guy with a season-ending injury be the 49ers' only resort. Your thoughts? I think they definitely sign one. I mean, if there's one hanging around the bottom seventh round, I think they draft one. I know you think the fifth round, but I just think the 49ers are so damn good at drafting football players in the fifth round, like positional skill set players. I don't see them wasting the pick on a kicker. I, I see them going for need or value at that point. I mean, it could happen, but we have, what, two fifth-rounders, three fifth-rounders? Three. Three fifth-rounders? I, I mean, I think they package one and move up into the fourth for somebody, and they stick with two. So, you know, I, I just think this team has a lot. Because of the way they designed their plan for their offseason and free agency, they addressed a lot of holes. So right now there's no gaping hole saying, holy shit, who's playing that position? They don't have that. They have players in every position. So if the game started today, you'd be able to start out. You'd be able to trot out starters across the board with no issue. The problem is if they could find someone better or if they can find someone for next year, that's going to be their draft class. Yep. So – that's the way to go into this thinking this way. And when you do your mocks, try to think that mindset as well. And hopefully you'll be not that on accurate, but you'll be in the vicinity of what the outcome is for the draft for 2023. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I I did say the fifth round, but I was looking at the at the draft schedule of the draft, uh, you know, the picks that we have. And I noticed that we have this one lone sixth round pick. I think that's where we get our kicker. I think I think it's that one lone sixth round pick that we have. Uh, we're basically sitting out the whole sixth round, so uh, you you take that sixth and you go there and you, and you get your guy. I think that's what it's going to be. I think that's when we get the kicker. But I don't think for a second that Zane is going to be the only kicker on this roster. I don't no. think that at all. They uh, might even know. spend veteran. Huh? Oh, you think they signed another veteran? They could bring in Chase McLaughlin again. They could bring in, I don't know if they re-signed that kid, Visciano, Tristan Visciano that the Chargers had. I don't know if he's a free agent. You could bring in names and just let them compete. I mean, of course, with an undrafted free agent. But honestly, Mike, there's only one guy that's draftable in this draft, and it's Moody. And I'm not even 100% sure he's going to get drafted. I actually found another kicker that I like, but um, I, other than Moody. So... We'll, we'll, we'll see. It, it's not up to me to like him, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know yeah. what? I'll forget it. I'll tell you who it is now because I know people aren't going to – it's not It's not like a secret or anything I have to tell. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
uh, Jack Podlinski of Georgia. Yeah, he has a long of 53, uh, never kicked less than 81% in uh, all three or four years, in three years. Um, I, I like this kid, man. I like this kid a lot. He's very consistent, super reliable kicker. Played in Georgia, a lot of pressure on him there, so I like him also. All right. Uh, oh, sorry. Tony, do you think there's a possibility that Eli Ricks could drop to us at 99, or would we have to for sure trade up to get him? If Eli Ricks is at 99, they better sprint and draft him. I think Eli Ricks is a good corner, and I think it's a match made in heaven with what's his name as the deep, you know, the defensive coordinator that's Wilkes. experienced Wilkes, who specialties the defensive backs, corners, and stuff like that. I think Eli Ricks would be a great choice. Um, but this team, their first picks, they always go premium positions. Quarterback is a premium. Defensive line's a premium. Offensive tackle's a premium. Um, so it could be. But I, I would be absolutely shocked if he was there at 99. I would be floored. I've done a ton of mocks. I've yet to see him in the third round. Okay. Not to mention the bottom of the third round. So I get you. That makes you sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it says thoughts on the Niners contacting Big Ben last season. I want to say this real quick. I I, I understand. Bullshit. I understand it's a story and all that stuff, but people, I think that a lot of people don't understand how the NFL works. Right? Teams bring in three or four players every single week just to work out, just to work out players. This, this happens every single week in the NFL. Uh, during the playoffs, uh, weeks one through 17 or 18 through the regular season, they bring in people every single week just to work out. And most of the time, it doesn't turn into anything. Uh, I think them contacting Big Ben was just you know due diligence. I don't, I'm, and, I, and I'm happy it didn't happen. Uh, Tony, do you have any other thoughts on that? Listen, if they did contact him, it's not to come in as a starter. I, I I would put money on that. I don't think he's when he his last year in Pittsburgh, his arm was shot. So what is he doing in San Francisco? He's not a mobile quarterback. Now, if they signed, they reached out and said, "Listen, Ben, we don't have much behind him. We want to bring us, you know, a guy that God forbid something happens, you can come on the field and make some throws or whatever." Like what happened to us this year. But I can't see him. I can't see Kyle handing the reins over to Ben, ben Roethlisberger. No way. No way. It, it was just something to talk about. Just another talking point this week. That's all. Slow news week. It's all right. You know, Freem, she slowed down. Mock drafts are picking up. There's not much to talk about. Mike McGlinchey leaving and, and his his words were the headlines. And then you got the Ben Roethlisberger story coming out, you know, weeks and weeks later. It's, it's all good. Uh, he says, you're really writing Trey off in this little amount of play? And then he says 187, like you're killing him? Is that what that means? Because I'm not writing Trey off. I Again, I'm going to say this loud and clear. I think this is Trey's team. I have I have not been on the Brock Purdy as a starter guy. That's not me. I don't think that. I haven't thought that at all. Uh, and that my, my opinion isn't going to change until I see Trey lose the starting job. Um, but I, I'm not going to speak for Tony. Tony, are you writing Trey off already? 
I'm not writing Trey off, but I'm going to tell you this. If you look what Brock Purdy did with this offense last year and that stretch that when he took over and rode this team right through the playoffs into Philadelphia before he got hurt, Trey's got some big shoes to fill. He's got to put up production where the offense went from averaging barely 20 points a game to in the 30s. That is massive production that he has to match. And if they're, they're going to struggle and he can't produce that, I'm telling you, like, and I'm not saying, hold on one second, Mike. I, I really want to know what Tony was saying there, so I won't speak much more while he's uh, doing whatever he's doing. But I will, I am going to pull something up here, and I want to just tell you guys some numbers uh, while, we're, while we're waiting for Tony to get back. I'm going to go back to the Tampa Bay game uh, that Brock Purdy started. Uh, because I don't think this is going to sound like so much hate in this. I swear to God, it's not. I don't think Brock Purdy has massive shoes to fill. Uh, I mean, uh, Trey Lance has massive shoes to fill. 185 yards and two touchdowns against Tampa Bay. We put up. We put Mike, up 30. It's not points. the individual. It's the production of the offense. Yeah, but then okay, but you wait, have to wait, know wait. the difference. You have to know that difference. That's the I issue. I understand what you're saying, but the team played team ball. With Brock Purdy in there, so and they didn't play team ball with Trey. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, they they had one game, a mud game. That Trey, was it. Give me Trey stats when he started the game, not Trey stats. The offensive production. Arizona so, they really put points on the board last year, about two years ago. His first start, Jimmy got hurt. You would have to go back to the Houston game for for that one. But like no, you go back to you go back to Arizona. His first start, yeah, they, didn't, they didn't do shit. They ran him seventeen times. That's not the same. That's not the same thing. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Like, look, this this is my point. When you look, when you look at the, what the Niners were doing, Christian McCaffrey had one hundred and nineteen yards, uh, and that's just that's just rushing. That's not counting the thirty four and another touchdown in the air. He didn't have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Like all okay. of that makes a difference. So Absolutely. that's what I'm trying to say. The 49ers have built this team where they're not dependent on the quarterback to be some stellar all-pro player anymore. Jimmy Garoppolo looked good here also. I don't think it's a surprise that Brock Purdy was able to step in and the team still looked good. Because it's about about efficiency and Trey is not there yet. That's the difference. That is the 185 yards and two touchdowns is not blowing, blowing it out the water to me. 217 and two touchdowns for the Seahawks. But Mike, you're looking at statistics for Brock. Look at because this. Because that's the position we're comparing. If you tell me, Mike, there's not going to be a run game anymore and there's not going to be any receivers, so then it's all on Trey, then that's different. But we're, we're talking about the quarterbacks coming in to the same team. I understand that, Mike, but the, this offense never looked as good as it did with any quarterback that it did with Brock Purdy. Not one of them. All right. So how is that not taken into accountability? Like, I don't understand. I'm not saying Trey sucks, but Trey needs to fucking prove it. Enough with this first pick and they mm-hmm. gave up all this. He needs to prove it. When we see That's Trey, what I'm saying. When we see Trey with Kittle, Bosa, I mean, I'm sorry, with Kittle, Debo, Ayu, and Christian McCaffrey, then we can start comparing. That's what I'm saying. But he had the first three weeks of the year. No, he did not. What are you talking? Kittle didn't play with Kittle did not play with Trey Lance this year. All right, take Kittle out. Whoop de do Kittle. Okay. He had Brandon Ayuk. 
Well, you hate him, so what's the difference? What do you now? You I don't hate Kittle. Kittle? <laughs> Come on, bro. you know you don't like Kittle, so stop. Now I hate Kittle. Brand you know you don't like him. He's overpaid. Is, I I have never said I don't like George Kittle. I have never yeah. once said I don't like George Kittle. You've never heard those words come out of my mouth. I might. And when you add when you add George Kittle and Debo and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey, defenses have to play you a lot differently than when you're playing a game that, in, a, in, a, in a torrential downpour with no George Kittle. That takes away your That is down. the difference. I will give you the one difference is Christian McCaffrey. But now let's talk about Trey Lance's style. You yourself on this show, not today, but our show said Trey Lance is different. He goes deep to shallow. Now, does that hurt? Does that hurt Christian McCaffrey's value? If in the passing game, no. Yes. No, no he goes the check, the check down is still going to be the check down. There were a lot of design plays for Christian McCaffrey while Brock Purdy and Jimmy were in there. I don't think that's going to change. I think what's going to change is the type of receivers you have, right? I think you're going to see more production from guys like Brandon Ayuk and Danny Gray once you insert Trey Lance. But the, the production of the running backs and the production of the tight ends, those design plays, that's not going to change. I don't, I don't think those things change. No, that's the design, be design, but the mentality of Trey Lance on how he processes is different. Well, we'll see. He goes deep to shallow. That's it. What I don't like is how everybody was saying Brock Purdy this, Brock Purdy that, and now Trey Lance is, is healthy and he's going into this season as the number one quarterback. Due to the injury to Brock, and now everyone's saying, oh, Brock's, uh, Trey's better than Brock. My biggest pet peeve is what has Trey done? That's all I want to know. If you could show me this year, and he goes out and balls out, 100%, that's Trey's team. He earned it. He proved it. But until he does that, I can't say he's the better fit right now for that offense. Because No one, that, can, say he, no one can say he's better because they haven't seen him. Anyone who says he's better but, is that thing what you want to see. But that's what I'm trying to say to you. I never disagreed with that. He he asked the question, are we writing him off? No, but he needs to prove it. If he can't prove it, this will be Brock Purdy's team. There's yeah, no think, doubt I about everybody it. That part. I think I think he wanted to know if people were give if if you were giving up on Trey Lance. And that's what I I'm said. Not. I don't think either one of us are. Yeah. I said yeah, clear. I, I he's the week one starter. But I'm telling you now, if you don't put the this offense as a total unit doesn't put those numbers up, there's going to be a problem. Because everyone can agree with this in this chat. This team is a winning team this year. This isn't. This is a team that's making a push. And Kyle, I, I would be shocked if Kyle sits there and lets this kid struggle because of what they gave up to get him. I would be floored. Vegas released the uh, numbers already. I don't know how they based this without the draft happening and all that, but they already said the Niners are projected for 11 and a half wins, right? So, I mean, that's that lets you know what you need to know. Like Tony just said, this is a good team. But that, but that, that goes to your point, right? This team is built to win. They can't come out and struggle offensively, no matter who's at quarterback. I don't care if it's fucking Sam Darnold. They can't come out and struggle at quarterback. The team, the offense is too good right now. So they have to come out here and 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 and, and produce. That, that's what it comes down to. And no, the answer to the question is no. Nobody has written off Trey Lance. 
That, that's the answer to the question. No one has said Trey Lance isn't good enough. Everyone is, what is Trey Lance? That is the question. Who is Trey Lance and how is he going to look out there? Those are two very different questions than, oh, it's over for him. Now, to stop my guy's point, there are a lot of people who are saying Trey Lance is a bum. We should just get rid of him. There are people on Twitter and occasionally in the chat that say things like that. And I think number you wanted to one, know you were one of those guys. And I, and I was no, saying no, neither one of the guys. Number one, they can't get rid of him because it would screw their cap up with the dead head. Number two, what are you going to trade him for? Because you don't know what he is. You're not right. going to get the max return on it, something that you don't know what that player is. Number three, he's been injured twice in two years. So, I mean, obviously the finger, okay, he broke his finger. It's fine. It's over and done with. The ankle was a freak accident. But still, it is something concerning. And the team will not invest big in that type of, you know, history and unknown status of a player. So the Niners have to keep him. And they're not going to trade him or cut him. And they're going to play him this year. But I will tell you this. The leash will be short if he struggles. They're not going to let this team waste games just because they invested what they did with Trey Lance and because he was the starter last year. I know the, the rule of thumb is you can't lose your starting job over an injury, but I, I'm telling you now, the fan base, the local media, the national media, and the coaching staff all saw what Brock Purdy did with this team. Granted, it wasn't 300-plus yards a game with multiple touchdowns, but he saw how dangerous this offense could be with that style of So he's got to be ready. I hope he does. I hope he, I hope he does good. I hope he balls out. But right. he's got to show it. I think, okay, so I, I, get, I see where the hang-up is here. I see the difference in what you're saying versus what I'm saying. You're saying, you're saying Trey has to look away Da-da-da-da-da. And I'm saying, no, the team has to look away. And th that's the big difference in what in what you're saying and what I'm saying. Because no one wants to talk about it. Brock Purdy averaged 153 yards a game. He averaged 153 yards a game. He had 13 touchdowns. He had 13 touchdowns in nine games. That's less than two touchdowns a game. If you take that same production from Trey Lance and put him out there and the team is all of a sudden losing games, are you going to say it's because the team got worse or are you going to say because Trey Lance got worse? It's bad. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if this team is good enough where Trey Lance doesn't have to come out here and light the world on fire. No one's expecting him to come out here and throw three touchdowns a game and throw for 350 yards a game. That's not what we need to say. But he has to, be, he has to make the simple throws. And Trey has a history of not making the simple throws. That's all I'm trying to say, too. Like you, we, we just talked about it, Mike. He makes the one pinpoint accuracy throw. To I don't even know how he made it, but he made it. But then he sails the ball over a receiver's head. Like You know what I'm saying? Like, Brock Purdy. The guy's got 17 games over his neck. Absolutely. Well, I get I, it. Versus a three-year starter. Like, I, I trust me. Trust me. I understand what you're saying. But I'm not going to judge Trey Lance off of stats is all I'm saying. I think the team no, is good enough that even with him playing poorly, we'll continue to win. And I think that no, we're going to have to have a little bit of patience. I'm not judging either one of them off of stats because you don't need a Patrick Mahomes for this team to have success. Clearly, we spoke last year. Mm -hmm. Which 
need is a quarterback that's competent enough to process, see it, believe it, and throw it. Yeah, that's what you yeah. need in this offense. Yep. He's got and you want to know what? That's why everyone keeps tying Kirk Cousins to the 49ers the whole time that Kyle's been here. Because that is what Kyle, that is what Kirk Cousins is. Right. Right. No, I that part, I trust me, I agree with you, bro. I don't give what they throw for. It's about the production of the offense, the numbers of the, the points scored, and that they come out with a win. Mike, this team is never under Kyle Shannon put this number, these numbers up consistently. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Everyone wants to forget how, on offense now. Yeah. How how dominant Jimmy Garoppolo was the year we went to the Super Bowl, right? Kyle took the ball out of his hands twice. Twice. So that tells you Jimmy couldn't even do it. I think I was also unfair in my numbers with uh, Purdy because I should have I should have done those numbers based off of five games. He did play in nine games, but those those aren't the ones that he's that he uh, really really played. I should I should have done those numbers based off of five games and not nine games. My bad. So two twenty nine, so two twenty nine a game and thirteen touchdowns. 2.6. So there you go. So yeah. Yeah, my numbers were off. I apologize. I did that based off of the nine games that he played in. Uh, not the. No, not Mike, the, you don't apologize for nothing. My point is you could have a quarterback to throw for 175 yards, and this team could blow somebody out by 14 points. Oh, they did it. <laughs> That's, what, That's what, what I was saying. saying. They did it. He had you 185 yards, and we, put, we beat the Bucks by 28 points. Like that, that's exactly what I was saying. Well, I think well, there was a defensive touchdown in that game, wasn't there? Someone got a pick six in that game. I think. Was that Quant? No. Was there was there a defensive touchdown in that game? I think there was. Why do I remember? Was that there were two inter- I know there were two interceptions that game. Greenlaw got one and Gibson got one. I don't know if they scored. I don't. I don't know if they scored one, two, three, four. There were four total touchdowns by the offense. So yeah, there was one somewhere. You're right. There was a defensive touchdown somewhere. But still, even if you take away one of those touchdowns, they still won by 21. You know what I'm saying? So and again, that's with 185 yards. They have to look efficient. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see the offense coming out looking stagnant and stale five games into the season with Trey Lance. I. And you, I you don't want to. You don't want to have to depend on your defense all 17 games. Right. Right, exactly. And yep. that's what happened with Jimmy as the quarterback. Um, DeMarcus says here, are you happy with the signings and players we have, or do you think we should have pursued Gilmore and paired him with Ward? Um, no, I'm good. I think Lenore showed enough in the playoffs in the latter part of the season. I think they added um, Isaiah Oliver, someone who I was high on when he came out in 19. Um, I, I think the pieces are there. I think they do add a corner via the draft. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I mean, listen, guys, we can't have the best at every position. We can't. It's not going to happen. And I don't know what – no, I'm serious. We can't have high-paid players across the board. I don't know what Gilmore's number is as far as his contract, but it had to be pretty decent for only a fifth-round pick for Gilmore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Gilmore was pretty – damn solid last year with the Colts. I think he was made the Pro Bowl, I think, if I remember correctly. I think. 
But, you know, we can't be – this roster needs the youth. They need the rookie contracts. They need the low-cost veterans because we have so many high-paid guys that some of their large numbers are starting to kick in as far as finances. So you need to have that versatility in your roster with the money. Um, yeah. So we'll be able well, to – absolutely, but – it is what it not is. only that though i i don't know I, i'm kind of over the 33 year old corners 33 34 year old. he's 32 he'll be 33 when the season starts I'm, I'm not for nothing like i'm over those guys like i i get it thank you for sherman and you know uh and and norman and all those guys that came in and filled in for us and, and did what they did but i want to see some youth some some sustainable guys coming in now you know like we we got ward last off season i i, I wouldn't have wanted to see gilmore imagine imagine a secondary with gilmore Jimmy Ward, Tyshawn Gibson, they're all 30-plus years old. Teams are going to eat us up. Those guys are going to get winded, and their legs are going to start. Come on. No. I'm all right. I, I don't want to see that. I like you got to sprinkle in some of the veterans with the, some of the youth, and you got to keep it balanced. It's all about balance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and that question was to one particular person. There's someone in the chat named 187. That wasn't to us. So my bad. That's why he put 187 at the end of it. Uh, how many picks are actually going – to make said, this rock you want to kill him <laughs> that's what i said like are you killing what yes when he's a murder like my bad, man. <laughs> like nobody feels that way about trey what are you talking about? uh how many picks are actually going to make this roster ella uh eli ellie this is a great question this is something that i always caution 49er fans about we're going to call a lot of people draft plus because they don't make this team uh this is a stacked roster of the 11 picks I would I'm, let me tell you guys now, it is a major win if four of the draft picks make this roster. It's a major win if two of them seriously um, contribute to play this year. I'm not kidding. This year, if we get two guys out of this draft that contribute in a major way, not a kicker, it's a, it's a major win. That's my personal opinion. Uh, Tony, what about you? Um. Wow, that's a tough question. Is it, is it, damn. And the scary thing is, they have guys that are undrafted free agents that they signed to future contracts that are waiting in the wings to come up and take a spot. Yeah. So yep. I do think all eleven obviously are going to make the original ninety. Um, I do think if they keep those three picks, I think in their head they're expecting contributions from those three. Never mind the three fifth rounders that we have that they hit on at a very successful rate. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough, but I mean, you got to look at the situation where there's veterans that are like just hanging around that the team can move on. I mean, listen, there's no guarantee saying like if we draft a guy in the third round, let's say um, uh, the Wanna Mor Wyanna Morris, whatever his name is. Let's say oh, he falls. Wanye, man. Let's go to my right tackle. Wanye. Let's say he falls there and the Niners take him and he beats out McGibbets handily. There could be a situation where McGibbets might find you. you I might be on the outside looking in. Wow. Wow. I, Not even like as you, a backup. Like just letting him go, you saying? Well, yeah. I mean, because think about it. It's roster, it's roster jockeying now, right? You yeah, got to look yeah. at finances. You got to look at what's the guarantees past this year. If they move on from him now, there's minimal guarantee. But if they yeah, they keep him next year, there's a fuller there's a full guarantee involved. 
So there's there's things that they got to work around. That, believe me, they know what the hell they're doing. So I, I'm not worried whatsoever. But there's things that have to be taken into account for when they make this decision on that final 53 roster. Because, yeah. you know, like look at the both guys from Clemson, right? Farrell and Bryant. There's no guarantee those guys are making this roster. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, like people like that. Like, you might get a guy come in this year that beats out Zakel. Right? Like, think about that, too. Let's say they oh, have a guy. Like, um, that's the they, guy. What position does he play? He was he was a left tackle at Fordham. They drafted him. Uh, they wanted to move him at center, guard. He played guard the senior bowl. He played that's guard preseason. Um, so that's somebody that could be, like, looking over their shoulder. So, you know, there's no guarantees in nothing today. And you know what the NFL stands for? Not for long. So, um, those are things you got to – I mean, listen, if they hit it and they find someone that's talented that could overtake those guys and a couple veterans that are just hanging around, listen, the Niners could be losing potentially a big veteran next year. Actually, three if they really want to, but – you know, there's a big name that people don't want to talk about not being here next year, but I'll save that for much, much, much later. I there's three I of won't. them. <laughs> well, the one of them is his decision, in my opinion. But yeah, yep, we're talking about the same guy. Yep, it's all it's going to be his call. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, I don't think many guys make this roster. I mean, you look at the the biggest positions of need, right? Tight end is a big position need. Safety. There's not a lot of people that are going to come in here and beat out Gibson or Hufunga. I I think that's safe to say, right? Uh, you can look at uh, offensive linemen. Uh, people say right tackle. Maybe I like Wanye Morris a lot. Like he, he's definitely my favorite tackle right now. Um, that that we're going to be able to get our hands on. But I don't know if he's going to come in and start right away. I don't know if he'll start halfway through the season. I don't know. Uh, but that you know, like th- there's a lot um, that goes into it. I can't think of a position that we can draft somebody that we can honestly say that guy will come in and take someone's spot. Do you think there's a tight end in this yes. entire draft yes. that will come in yes. and kick Ross Dwelly off this roster? Yes. I think there's three tight ends that could come in and kick Dwelly and, and Warner off the roster. There you go. There you go. Tight end, but, it's going to be tight end, it's going to be defensive end, and it's going to be safety. Those are the three spots and, and right tackle. Those are the four spots where they can make this roster and potentially contribute. Safety definitely because they're going to play special teams. And, like, you saw what the Niners did the year with Tart and Hufunga. They sprinkled Hufunga in and threw Tart on the bench. They mm-hmm. did that rotation like what they did last year with Brunskill and Burford. So mm-hmm. if they're able to land a Jamie Robinson from Florida State – or a Sidney Brown if he falls to the third round, which I don't think is going to happen. But let's just say they get their hands on Jamie uh, Jamie Robinson from Florida State. I could see a scenario where he rotates with Gibson, or they go with a three-safety look, put Gibson in the box, and put Jamie Robinson back, or vice versa, put Hufunga in the box. They're like, come up with a package. Because I'm telling you, I'm a Florida State fan. You watch Jamie Robinson, he reminds me of like a Jimmy Ward-type player. Lining people up. He could play safety. He could play strong safety, free safety, slot. He could play it all. And that's mm-hmm. what, when I see Jamie Robinson, I see Jimmy Ward. So that's someone that I'm really high on. I hope they could try to get their hands on him. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But a player like that could do it, in my opinion. And a defensive right. end as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you home now? I just got. I just pulled in right now. Thank God. This is supposed to be a 15 minute show. And we're at an hour and four minutes already. The fuck, so, bro? You don't like talking Niner football? <laughs> that guy got me fired up with that damn question, and it's oh man, that that shit took a, a hard left. Last one here. Uh, let's let's <laughs> answer this one, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, 49ers Josh, he says here, do we draft a tight end, and who do you like as tight end in the draft? Oh God. You just said that there's three guys out there. I'll, uh, let me give you my names because I got them all on my paper and I got them highlighted already. Uh, one guy here is from Georgia. Uh, I don't know if he falls to us or not, but Darnell Washington, he is my favorite tight end in this draft. Um, you guys can look him up. He's from Georgia because we're, we're on time. I'm not going to go into why I like him. He's one. My other guy is – where's my highlights here? Uh, Davis Allen from Clemson. Uh, you uh-huh. guys – Take a look at him. He should be around. He should be available for us to get. Uh, and Brevin Span Ford from Minnesota. Um, you guys take a look at those guys as well. And then I have one more guy, but he's a really big project. He's a wide receiver, uh, turn tight end in school. I think he'll be a good pass catching tight end if we decide to keep him there. And that is Trey Knox from Arkansas. Those are my four I like, guys. I like Parham. I like uh, Laporta. And I like. Um... Davis. Davis, we get we agree on Davis. There you go. I think Davis could beat out the Welly in the blink of an eye. In a blink of an eye, he says. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why Davis could block. Mm, okay. That's why. T.W. Um, let me ask you this question really quick, and this is uh, not to start a whole conversation. When the Niners decide or when juice decides to retire the Niners decide to move on from Kyle use check do you think they continue with fullbacks yes but it's not going to be at seven million dollars a year all right all right all right guys that's going to do it for us man Tony thanks for coming in here man getting my blood pressure up and shit man I, I, don't, I don't know I gotta go take a laxative or something um You guys know how to get me worked up on a night that I'm supposed to be in bed fucking 45 minutes ago. It's all good, though, man. Tony, thanks for jumping in here, man. I really appreciate it. We have no to go doubt. in. Um, huh? No doubt. We got we got to get this draft going, man. Even if we do it during the day, man. You got to shoot me a signal on the day that you're going to be home or something, and I can run the simulator. Uh, even if you're working on the road, I'll run the simulator, and you can, you can GM this bad boy. We can pause it. We'll find a simulator that you can pause. You know what I'm saying? And while you're working on the road or something like that. And we, we got we to gotta bust out this first Nothing But Niners draft. Um, I'm going to continue to do my research. I got to go because I have a lot of work to do tomorrow. Someone said there's only one like in here? Are, seriously? This whole show, all that arguing we just did, and there's one like in here? Y'all, y'all corny for that. All right. It's all good, though. But, Tony, man, uh, since this ended up turning into a podcast, I'm going to ask you any final thoughts before we go. Oh, it's a podcast. Uh, no, that's it. <laughs> you got my word. I'm going to do a mock drive. Just give me a little time, please. All right, man, guys. We'll catch you guys on the next side. All right? We're out of here, guys. Podcast. Peace. <laughs>